Hello, podcaster. It's Charlie here, bringing you another episode of The Business of Podcasting. And in this week's episode, I'm bringing you an episode that I've wanted to make for a while, and that is the most common mistakes I see podcasters making. Now, at Valor Media, I am constantly reviewing and auditing podcasts to ensure we produce really high-quality work and really help our clients succeed. And this episode is around all the things I commonly see that greatly improve the results a show gets. Now, to give you some context of this, in the last 12 months, I would have reviewed and audited more than 100 podcasts, and this is all the learnings and lessons from that. Now, before we get into this episode, I want to use an analogy here for you to understand why this episode is so important, and it comes from the world of tennis. You see, What they say is in amateur tennis, so this is not the pro leagues, the amateurs, the key to being a successful amateur is to avoid unforced errors. The whole way you can succeed is by getting the ball back over the net and into play. But when you want to graduate and become a pro, you have to not only avoid the unforced errors, you have to be able to hit winners. Now, what a lot of podcasters do is they're focusing on hitting winners, but they've got a lot of unforced errors in their game. So today, what we're going to do is remove those unforced errors from your podcast so you can focus on hitting winners. Now, before we get into the actual content here, if you aren't already, please make sure you do subscribe to the show or like and share wherever you are seeing this because we want to help more podcasters succeed with this stuff from there. And if you also want to jump on our email list at Valor Media, I'm sure we'll put a a link in the show notes and you can even have your podcast reviewed by me. So if you head over to ValorMedia.com and you would like me to review your podcast, sign up for one of our reviews and we can spend some time together improving your show. So let's get into this. Let's get into the things. I commonly see as mistakes podcasters are making. Okay, mistake number one is niche. And this by far is the most common one I see all the time. Now, I'm going to start with a saying that comes from someone I truly respect, Keith Cunningham. And he always says this, that niche rhymes with rich for a reason. And it is especially true in podcasting. So I want to share a quick story here. My first podcast, I tried to start a broad business podcast because I wanted to talk about all the things in business that were exciting me and that a lot of business owners were dealing with. Now, broad business is a very, very broad niche. And I spent 12 months putting out two episodes a week and trying to find all these high quality guests. But ultimately, I couldn't work out why isn't my show growing? And why is no one wanting to work with me or buy my products and service because of this? And tactically, you could look at this show and see that I was doing a lot of things right. Like the way we were promoting good, our quality of production was good, we're trying to cover great topics. And eventually, I realized that the shows and podcasts that were seeing success were the ones that were able to cut through the noise and speak to a specific group of people. And even in the design of this new show, I nearly made this podcast about broad media. I 
wanted to try and make it appeal to YouTubers and podcasters. But I realized very quickly that the needs of podcasters and YouTubers, while there is some alignment, alignment, sorry, there definitely is a lot of differences. So if you want to have more success with your podcast, I want to encourage you to niche it down further. Be more specific in who this show is for so you can cut through the noise that exists in the podcasting space. Now, podcasting has become more popular than ever. At last count, there is 770,000 podcasts on iTunes. There is competition here. Niching well and talking to a specific segment is how you can stand out and really cut through a lot of that noise. Now, five years ago, you might have been able to do a broader show and have some success and you've seen some people really anchoring their positions there. But from 2020 and onwards, niching is going to be the way to grow highly profitable and successful podcasts in my opinion. But I really want to encourage that because that's not what I only see working for myself, but also what I see working well for the clients of Valor Media. So niche it down. And if you're un, if unsure or uncertain, well, how could I niche this down further? Or what can I be thinking about to niche this? I'll give you some ideas and hints there. Ideally, your podcast, if you are a business owner, you want to be making a podcast for your ideal customer. So have a think about who the ideal and best people you want to work with are and tailor your show to be more suitable for them. The second way you can think about niching, and I think this is one uh, that gets forgotten today a lot, is you might be in a certain uh, market, let's say marketing, a very broad one, but are you targeting beginners, intermediate or advanced? So think about, is there a segment you can talk to more specifically within a market? So they're two of my favorites of the moment, and I'm sure you can consider some of the obvious ways to niche your show down. So niche it down by service or industry or location, demographics, there's a whole bunch of ways to do this, but ultimately you want to bring that whole market into a smaller area so you can cut through the noise in podcasting. Okay, mistake number two is content and topic selection. So this is one I see very, very commonly as well. The reality is a lot of podcasters aren't making the content their audience wants. So even if they have niched their show really well and they've got a very, very hungry market for podcasts, they're just not bringing forth the topics and discussions that their audience wants to have. And this is the number one culprit, I'm going to go into this, is often the podcast host Host makes the content they want to hear and that they're interested in rather than the content their audience is in because they've forgotten who the show is for in a lot of cases. Now, I know a little bit of the ego in us would like us to believe, well, isn't my audience interested in the same things I'm interested in? But the reality is that is very likely to be untrue. And again, I fell into this topic. With one of my original podcasts, I would often be influenced by the things that were happening in my life instead of thinking about the things that are, yeah, I suppose, influencing my audience's life. And what a lot of podcasters do, and I've seen this really commonly, is they're kind of making content sporadically without really thinking it through or doing the research. So if you want to improve the quality of your show and really remove this unforced error, I want to encourage you to start 
picking topics based on what you see demand for and interest in online. Now, online's a great way to do this, and this comes from doing research. So I'm going to give you a couple of things here which I think can make a huge difference. So number one, I would encourage you to go into iTunes, have a look at what content other podcasters are making, and sort that content by popularity. So a great feature of iTunes is you can actually see what content has been the most popular on other people's podcasts, and you can make a list of topics that you can see the audience is really heavily uh, wanting. The second one is I would encourage you to join uh, Facebook groups or Reddit groups or YouTube channels or really relevant uh, places for your podcast and see once again, what are people asking questions about? Where are they facing challenges? I think there's some really good opportunity and topics that aren't being covered that sit within these groups. So do that market research so you can be way more aware of what your audience is actually interested in. And then lastly is if you've already got a podcast audience or perhaps clients in your business, I would encourage you to survey them or spend some time understanding what they're interested in. Now, if I ever encounter another podcaster or I meet up with someone from there, I'm always asking them, you know, what are are your biggest challenges with podcasting? What's working for you right now with podcasting? Where do you see the future of podcasting going? Like I'm always doing market research to ensure I understand what's important to my audience. I'm never creating things that are interesting to me. And even this episode right now, I almost hesitated in making it thinking, oh, would I want to listen to a show about the common mistakes in podcasting? But I realized my audience is, this is something I want to hear. You, the podcasters, want to know more about the mistakes you can avoid. So spend that time doing as much research you can and understanding it and putting the needs of your audience first. The whole aim of the game is to create content that your audience wants to consume so they hang around. So that's it for this one. We'll get into the next common mistake. All right. The next common mistake is the podcast host doesn't add any value to the show. Now, this one applies specifically to podcasters who do interviews. This is less applicable to hosts that do solo shows or a co-hosted show. Now, what I mean here is that often I see podcasters interview someone and they spend the whole time making the guest of the podcast look good instead of actually adding any value from their point of view or perspective as well. And this can be really uh, frustrating as a podcast host because at the end of the day, no one's ever going to buy from you or engage with your business or really hang around for your show in general if all you do is actually drive your audience to be interested in other people and buy their stuff. And it's quite a common one because often when we are as a podcast host, we would spend time preparing and thinking about the questions we want to ask instead of the value we want to add or create from the podcast episode in general. So I want to include some tips here for podcast hosts on how they can construct interviews better or add value so that they can also be a part of like the authority and the star of the show. So remember this rule, when you are a podcast host, you are the star of the show. Your goal is absolutely to build your authority and expertise into the show itself. So let's take a little bit of a look here. Number one, when you ask a question of your guest, don't rush to the next question. Like it's really important that when you ask a question that you take the moment to ask a deeper question 
or bring forth an experience you've had so that you can enhance that even further. So this is one of my favorite ones to do and something I'm consciously doing when I'm making podcast episodes with guests. I'll ask them how they're tackling a certain topic and if they give an answer to that that I have experience with, I'll share the story I've had of how that worked or how I encompassed what they have just put forward into it. The other side of things is the questions I ask always put me in a position of understanding. So if I'm asking really technical questions or I'm asking questions that show I understand where that guests are at, that really helps me as well. So there are a couple of ones that I really like to encompass from there. Now, the next part of this is one that comes into the preparation. Before I actually record my podcast episode, I do a bit of a pre with my, oh, sorry, a pre-check with my guestee. So what I want you to imagine is I'm about to record a podcast episode with a guest, but before we actually hit record, I let my guest know that the style of podcast we like to do is conversational. This isn't going to be uh, me asking you questions, you answer and you move on. Like we want to go deeper on topics and I want you to ask me questions back or make that conversational. And what's interesting is when I've told guests about this, they definitely meet the expectation where if their kind of thoughts are all on just you know answering the questions they're given, they don't really send anything back to the podcast host. So a good way to do it is inform your guests of like how you want them to answer your questions or behave from there. And I don't mean script their content, but definitely talk to them about the style of podcast you have and that this episode isn't all about making them look good or them just answering questions. You want to encompass a quality conversation. So some tips there on how you can be the star of the show if you do interviews. Now, of course, if you're doing solo episodes like I am now, you are the star of the show. There is no one else. So your expertise is being demonstrated. And I think one of the big advantages of doing solo episodes is that you get to the talk about the points you want to talk about. You get to bring up the topics you want to talk about, which can be harder when you're doing interviews at times. Okay, the next one on the list here is poor preparation. And I really want to define this one well. In podcasting, there is three phases that you have to deal with to have a successful podcast. So the first phase is the before you hit record. So before you record an episode, it's the planning of that episode. It's finding the guest and booking them in. It's the research you do. That is the before work. Then there's the while you are recording work. So this is once you hit record, it's the things you do actually on your show when you are recording your podcast. And then after you stop recording, there's the after work, which is when you would do your editing, your promotion, things of that nature that happen after the episode is made. Now, the while someone is recording and the after the episode recording is done stuff, people tend to put a lot of effort into or podcasters tend to put a lot of effort into. But what gets neglected a lot of the time is the actual preparation and planning work which unfortunately is where they probably need to spend a lot more time. Now, the more time you spend in preparing and planning your episode, the easier the other two parts are. And I'll give you some examples. If you're really well researched on a guest and have put the time in to create a good line of questioning, when you record, it's so much easier to create a great piece of content because you know what you need to do to create value. But if you've never done any of that preparation and you just hop on and hit record, the likely of you asking good questions or finding the nuggets that your audience wants to hear are incredibly low. And then that episode doing well when it's promoted is likely to build uh, more trust with your audience or bring in new audience members because the content wasn't great in itself. So, 
What I'm going to say from here is that if you are a podcaster that works with guests, it is likely that you need to spend more time actually planning and preparing for your interviews. And it really shows when you don't. I want to express this. If someone just jumps on records with someone that they haven't done the research, I can tell. You can really, really tell by the questions they answer, uh, sorry, ask, because they're surface level and they're kind of finding their way into the narrative as they go, where if they were prepared, they would have those great questions ready to go out of the gate. So before, this is what I would really encourage you to do. Number one is spend the time actually doing the research on the guest. Dig through their social media, dig through their website, have a hunt around for other interviews they've done or perhaps other pieces of content they've made and develop a line of questioning and understanding what's going to get the most value from them for your audience. And this is the way I think about it. And this is something I I put some time into is what are the questions I can ask this person that are going to provide the most value to my audience? What are the things I can say that are going to lean into points that are going to help my audience get the most value? And that's really how I think about my line of questioning. It's all about what I can ask this person to help my audience the most. I'm not thinking about what can I ask this person to get the most controversial questions or the things that I find the most interesting. I'm putting my audience first and thinking of a line of questioning that will actually help my audience um, get more success from their show. And I really want to make this clear is that if you know your audience well, this is an easy thing to do. But if you're not sure who your audience is, then you can get a bit vague and that's when your content can just end up a bit fluffy. Now, if you're someone that does solo episodes, what this means is actually spending the time to plan an episode structure that will offer value to your audience. Do not just turn the microphone on and rant about things or discuss topics you find interesting. Do the research and lay out an episode structure that will actually help your audience, again, progress in the areas you want to progress to from there. So preparing, spending more time preparing and planning your episode will make a massive massive difference to the quality of your podcast. Okay, mistake number five on my list is playing a volume game instead of playing a quality game. And I want to voice this right now because I think this is such an important point. Every week I am approached by podcasters or even perhaps clients who are considering the idea of doing more than one episode a week. They're thinking about the idea that if they make more podcasts, that's what's going to lead to more results. And quite commonly, I see this is not the case. For most podcasters, what they need to focus on is making less podcasts at a higher quality. Now, the sweet spot of content as a podcaster is one to two episodes a week, depending on your niche. So if you are thinking about making any more than that, you would be far better off focusing on improving the quality of the podcast episodes you already make or the volume of work you already make from there. And this applies to most things in life. It's not the volume that counts, it's the quality that counts. So rather than banging out 100 average episodes, bang out 50 really high quality episodes because it's likely to produce a much bigger result for your business and especially for your podcast. So what I want to encourage all podcasters who listen to this show is make this a quality sport for you. Make it about creating really great pieces of content instead of a lot of content. 
Okay, point number six here is waffle and really poor, irrelevant questions at the start of a podcast episode. So I want to give an example here. Commonly, when I see people have guests on their show, the first question they will ask is something to do with the weather where they are or often uh, the difference in time zone. And what I want to say is that your audience gets no value from knowing what the weather is like in one location versus another. And they get no value in understanding the time difference between one location and another. Actually, I should put a disclaimer in that if you have a podcast about the weather or time zones, maybe it would be interesting to your audience. But for the majority, it is terrible content quality. So what I want to encourage you to do is get to the point. Please don't waste the early minutes of your podcast on things that don't help your audience succeed, don't help your audience solve problems, and don't help your audience get ahead in the area you're supposed to be helping with. Now, another really common one is at the start of a podcast episode, often the host will ask the guest to share a little bit about their backstory to bring context to the episode itself. And while I like this idea, and it can be done, you need to be able to get that done in a couple of minutes. You cannot spend the majority of your content on irrelevant backstories or long backstories instead of adding immense value to your podcast audience. Now, this comes down to put your audience first and really don't waste the early stages of your podcast with waffle and irrelevant content. So get to the point, make sure you're delivering the meat on the bone as early as possible. Your audience will thank you for it. Okay, the next one on the list is lack of innovation and point of difference. And this is one that I commonly see in more established shows and shows that have been around maybe two plus years. But what tends to happen is that podcasters tend to form a bit of routine and habit. So once they get into a routine and habit they like, they don't like changing much. They really don't like doing anything new. They just want to stick to the same old. And unfortunately, what happens is their show gets stale and their numbers tend to show it. So commonly we find shows that have been around a while will hit a point and then kind of stop growing. And the reason for that is they're not doing anything to innovate or enhance their point of difference. So if you've been doing interviews for the last two years and you've hit a point where nothing new is happening, it's time to mix that up. It's time to try a newer style of content or bring in different guests or look at doing a panel or doing a solo episode. I think it's really important to stay progressive and keep moving to where podcasting is going instead of saying in the same old, same old. And what you'll find is if you're just a delivering the same content week on week, what happens is that stale point comes in where your audience actually drops off because they think they've got all the value they can actually get from your show. So podcasting is a progressive game. You are going to have to transform and evolve to things as they come along. And this is an industry that's moving fast. So if you are finding that your show has hit a bit of a stale point or a declining point, it's time to think about what can you do to start innovating your content? What can you do to bring something new and exciting to this so people want to tune in? Don't fall into the habits and routines that got to where you are. You need to evolve and change to where you're going in the future. 
Last one on our list here is no call to action and no selling. So a lot of the times I will listen to someone's podcast and I have no idea what the next steps are to take. At no point within the interview have they told me where I can buy from them, what services and products they offer, what the next steps are to do more with them, or how they can do more things to see success in the area you are helping them with. And what I want to emphasize here is your audience is mind readers. They are not going to work out what you would like them to do just by like somehow working through the ethos. You have to tell your audience what you would like them to do so they can take those next steps with you. And on that note, I'll actually tell you right now that if you are listening to this episode, what I would love you to do right now is head over to Vela Media, download our resources, all our templates and frameworks, jump on our email list for podcasters eds so you can get templates from me. Like I'm making it really clear on the steps I want you guys to take so that you can come closer to working with me and working with Valor Media. Now, what you will also see within my own show is that I do a lot of promotion at the start of the episode and not just the end of the episode. And I want to help you to understand these are the two points you would or should consider to put calls to action in. Now, when someone starts your podcast episode, that is when you will have the most of their attention. And that's why I record a separate intro and include some promotion there so that we make sure we're making our call to actions clear. If you think about it, some people will drop off to at the end of episodes or not listen to the whole episode. And if you only promote at the end of your episode, you're missing out on a huge opportunity to, again, let people know how they can work with you. Now, routinely, I'm kind of I guess you would put it stricken by podcasters who don't feel comfortable selling on the podcast. It almost feels gross to them. And this is something I really want to say from here is that if you can help your audience do things better, faster, and more cheaply, then they want to work with you. The reality is, is that I love selling to podcasters because I know I'm going to help them grow their show, monetize their show, and I'm going to actually help them. It's within their interest. I'm not trying to scam anyone. I'm not trying to make someone worse off. It's actually to help them. So what you have to realize as a podcast host is that if you can help your audience succeed, they want that help from you. Don't be scared to reach out and help your audience have more success in the areas that they want help in. Now, this is the end of this episode. And the last point here, if you have enjoyed it, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in for the most common mistakes I see podcasters make.